Hi, everyone. Welcome to BHS Live. I'm your host, Todd Schoenberger from Power Hungry Washington, D.C., and I'm joined by my co-host, Toby Smith, who I think is snacking on some sunflower seeds right now. He is in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. Hey. I'm surprised no, he's no, not no, having no, no, a lobster no. roll, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go ahead. Listen, Toby, I got to tell you, the good times are back, buddy. S&P 500 up 5% this year. The Dow's up over 700 today. It's the biggest week in three weeks. What can you say, Toby? I see the good times rolling for at least for a little while, but what are you telling your clients? Well, first off, the S&P 500 is not up 5% for the year. It's up 5% for the week. Todd. For the week. Cool I... down a little bit. All right, cool <laughs> down a little bit, buddy. Come on, I know you're excited. Uh, all bear markets have bear market rallies. And the reason for that is simply that, remember, the stock markets are this balance, essentially, between bulls, yeah, baby, we're going higher, and bears, we're, we're going, going lower. Higher. And we get this, you know, sometimes way out of balance. So now we got into this week, we had all the bad news from last week, you know, priced in. And the question is, you know, is 3,800 the sort of the support line for the S&P 500? Yeah. As in, everything's over. All the bad news is over. It's now going to be, you know, spring flowers and, uh, you know, uh, naked love people it. walking around. I love that right, optimism. So, right. So, um this is one week. One week does not make a, a bear market bottom. Usually, matter of okay. fact, every bear market I've been around is there's multiple bottoms. Other things bottom at the same gloom. time. Right. But clearly, clearly, the 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 CRAP stocks down 70, 80, 90 percent. That one, you know, that's happened. Now we've gone to the no earnings stocks. That has happened. Now we're trying to come up with a price of what's the value? What should I pay for a dollar of earnings? Right. That's the process we're in now. So you got James Bullard coming out and saying, hey, uh, you know, Jimmy I've been B. Mr. Gloom all the time. <laughs> but Jimmy now I'm B. telling you, yeah, no recession. And um, right. and life is beautiful. And we hey, probably don't need to cut great. rates anymore. Things are great. Look, the sun is shining. The birds are chirping. I think this is a great time to be an investor. No, actually, all kidding aside, I do agree with yeah. you, Toby. This is definitely one of those uh, weeks that if you had the opportunity to get out and sell into some strength, this would be the week that you want to do it. Because next week we have, we're chock full with some major market moving uh, macro events that are going to be coming down the pike. Yeah. And we'll get into that later on in the show. But I wonder right now, though, for investors, there's got to be a good feeling, especially now that we're we're closing out the quarter, which has been a brutal quarter for Wall Street. And now we should feel a little bit of a bump. But I do wonder, though, once we get into that third quarter, what do you think? What are you telling your clients? Well, you know, first off, you have to decide whether you're a trader or you're an investor. Um, you know, we have clients 65, 70 years old. They don't have 20 years to make the money back. Right. So we're about 85 percent cash with them. Uh, we love being in cash with them right now. We're, we have some high yield stuff that's just insane. But if you look at a chart, it's the 50 week. So it's a 250 day level that yeah. appears to be holding. Um, because if the 250 doesn't hold, then, you know, essentially we're going down to the 100 week. Uh, and some stocks are already at the 100 week. So this is a process. My, my point would be to investors is like we're bringing in new clients right now. We're telling them it's going to take us three months right. to build a portfolio for them. Right, right. And yeah, a bite, there's a lot, a bite, there's a lot there. 
there's a lot there. Yeah. Let's switch topics here. So in Washington, clearly today, big news coming out of D.C. Uh, the streets are abuzz with everything that's happening. Yes. But you also had just uh, just the other day, you had the Supreme Court yesterday rule on uh, the carrying uh, laws in the state of New York uh, for guns. And therefore, what it means is that you will be able to legally carry a gun. You can just walk around with this gun, whereas before it was with the permit. Now you can have that permit, but legally you are able to just walk anywhere with it. And this is actually going to change in other states as well as in California, California and New Jersey are the two states I'm thinking of uh, off the top of my head. But one thing, when you start seeing that and you see more people buying weapons, I have to wonder, Toby, is now the time to be buying gun stocks? Well, first, I, I, I was waiting for this to be relevant to the stock market. So thank you for getting to that point. There you much. go. Uh, um, you know, the, the gun stocks are a, a funny sort of deal. They run when you have something like this and then they come back because, remember, we only have 330 million people in the United States. We have 385 million freaking guns. So there's a point at which everybody has a gun, number one. Number two, the stocks have been, you know, horrible over the last six months and have started to bottom. So, yeah, you can nibble on it. But we, we buy them for a six-month trade. This one may be a little longer. But look, at I live in Arizona, man. The guy who's the cameraman has got a gun on me right now. So I'm already used to this. It's not a big deal. Right, right. Well, you start thinking about, you know, some of the bigger um, firms that are on Wall Street that actually do invest in these gun manufacturers. Smith & Wesson is the one that, that I think of. And you take yeah. a company like a BlackRock, Vanguard. You know, you, really, realistically, Toby, I think for a lot of the viewers out there, they are already investing in these gun manufacturers. If you look yeah. in some, some, inside of some of these mutual funds, that are in your 401k, for example, chances are you have a position here. So no matter what your your social uh, thoughts are <laughs> on the topic and um, and whether the Second Amendment should go or not or what we what we do, uh, you have to start thinking now, especially after a Supreme Court ruling like we just heard, because this is going to continue. Even the the what the Senate passed earlier in the week is going to be something that that the Supreme Court's going to have to address likely next year. And and you have to wonder going forward, I think you're going to have a lot of gun uh, toting Americans running around. And that's actually, and I'm an investor, I'm thinking that's going to increase demand for guns. So I start looking at those well, companies I, like a Smith & Wesson. Yeah, I, I would look at the stocks. I, think, I mean, first off, they're highly valued at this point. Number two, uh, I'll yeah. go back to my original point. We're saturated with guns. We have more guns than any other country, to every other country times every other country. Right. So, you know, upside to me is limited. Uh, downside, yeah, you have a support here because of these uh, of these new laws. But, you know, listen, I'd rather buy a oil driller or oil right. company putting out 17% dividends per year and hitting the bottom this week. I'd much rather be there. Right, right. I have to agree. I, I, well, I, you know, I'm a big oil bull as it is. Um, and as you're, you're always trying to find that investment, a lot of people don't agree with it. They think there's a, a moral, uh, a morality clause that, uh, that all traders take. It really doesn't work that way. But well, that's a topic for another time, Toby. Uh, coming uh, up after the break, though, I got to tell you, we're going to be talking about Netflix. Next, next Netflix just uh, fired <laughs> 300 for people. You to say, Schoenberger. Tell me about it. It just keeps going and going, I tell you. But stay with us after the break. We're going to talk about Netflix and whether Toby is a buyer.
The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. Welcome back right, to BHS Life. Oh, Toby, you lead off. What am I doing? Uh, I'm jumping on, in on your, I'm raining on your parade today. You take dude, this one. Dude, look at Netflix <laughs> has to be like the poster child of, of the pandemic stocks, that and, yes. and um, you know, uh, uh, Zoom, et cetera, et cetera. But what's interesting about these guys to me is number one, that they finally have some religion about actually making some money. Number one, number two, okay. um, they've uh, they've been ma- all about making just you know ten thousand shows a year ver- versus making three thousand good ones. And the HBO Plus model is actually kicking their butt. The question is, down from seven hundred and forty dollars to one hundred and forty and change, is it a buy? My argument would be this: it is a media company now. It, it's always been priced as if it was a technology company. And, you know, technology companies typically get these much higher multiples, but it's a media company, Tad, and it's yep. got to be priced somewhat the same way that Comcast is and Disney is and so on and so forth. Right. So, you know, my target my target is maybe $150, $160. There's okay. targets out there for 360 bucks, and I think they're, you know, smoking that Hollywood weed. Yeah. <laughs> well, Toby, you and I, and for the viewers out there, we we exchange a lot of notes throughout the week, and, and I we, yep. our, we don't just start conversing on this one day. Uh, we we send uh, we like to send love notes to each other and um, and talk about how great we each are, each each, each person. Is. <laughs> but with that said, uh, Netflix, you sent me something great about the ad supported content that they're looking to to promote, and it seems to me, and I think you hit the nail on the head, and this kind of mimics the cross-check media platform that you start looking yeah. at a company that has multiple shows for multiple streaming platforms but that they go live that they're current events that they're news stories you know one thing about netflix is that they're great at, at showing entertainment and having that content but that's as far yeah. as it goes if i want to get the daily news i still have to go somewhere else maybe a cable channel maybe cross-check media i just have to go somewhere else ah. and yeah is that but three I, plugs todd is that three that, plugs or four I, plugs I can't oh remember. i'm gonna oh i'm gonna have a dozen before we're finished but but with, but with that when i start looking at companies like roku roku seems to have it going on and and i know apple tv has really melted into the entire organization of apple but that's another winner as well and you start thinking of the, some of these streaming companies everybody has cut the cord i like net i like netflix only if they start having that ad supported content such as taking buy hold sell for example there's another plug for you i think if they do that Thanks. that's gonna be a big winner for that stock well, Todd, I, I will tell you one thing about Netflix. Um, they are ending their Apple Pay deal, meaning almost 30% of people who signed up for Netflix, right. like me, on Apple Pay, got a notice last week that said your subscription has ended um, and you can't pay off Apple Pay. You have to go direct to Netflix. That is sort of the hidden uh, secret to Netflix right now. If they're going to get as much conversion as I think, we're now in, they're not l- losing that 30% premium to, to Apple, the commission they take. Now, they don't really have to grow their numbers so much, and now they're getting 30% back on probably 25 to 30% of your members. So over the next 6 to 12 months, if we start to see some numbers on that and their margins actually improve simply because they're not giving 30% of the pie away to Apple, yeah. all right, then I think you got to play there. Yeah. Um, but but I, I, I am with you that 
now streaming is about 76% of all television, Todd. I right. mean, so how much, you know, how much more can they get? How many more people, you know, are going to watch to watch the squid game? By the way, they just ordered like 30 additional Korean television right. shows because evidently it's pretty cool. I, I like to watch it with the subtitles because <laughs> the faces never hang out with the words underneath. It's unbelievable. But yeah, but I, you know, again, it's it's converting now. It's, we've taken the technology multiple off in Netflix. Now it's a right. show me. They got to get those people who have been cheating all the time yeah. and stealing the user code, and they got to right. get that money from, back from Apple. Well, you know, and a final thought on this on the streaming yeah. side. I am really surprised that nobody has created an index of these streaming companies. You know, Dow Jones has multiple indices out yeah. there, and we're going to get into one in a second, but maybe we should create a buy, hold, sell streaming index and create an ETF out of it. There's a billion dollar idea for you, but let's switch topics real quick. We'll get into all that other stuff later That's on. That's a record amount of hype. I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, here, let's talk about uh, right now travel stocks. You know, there is a Dow Jones Travel and Leisure Index, which is going to the moon right now. Carnival Cruise Lines comes out with a just a stunning story. Their stock is up double digits right now, percentage wise. What do you think, Toby? Are you a cruiser? Do you like Carnival Cruise for an investment going forward? Well, there's two things about cruising. Number one, there is a cult of people who cruise. That's, That's what true. they do. They don't do anything else. I have relatives who do that. Number two, I am not a cruiser. You would never catch my ass ever on a boat with 25,000 other people, uh, particularly, you know, uh, you'll fall off people. The boat. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care what they are. Um, but here's the thing. First we'll off, I don't waving. know where you're getting your. Yeah, I don't know where you're getting your numbers, Todd. I don't know. Do you actually have a computer at home? The travel stocks have been crushed in the last they three, have. four weeks. But they're right. up big and this the week. The reason is. Yeah, but the reason is, is because of the recession coming. And remember, we have two types of budgets in most households other than yeah. yours. We have the we have the budget we have to pay for. And then we have, you know, discretionary spending. Right. Cruising is a very inexpensive way to, to travel. Trust me. You know, you can get a, a cabin for 300 bucks for crying out loud. Uh, I'm sure you're down Pretty below good. the Titanic. Yeah, you're below the <laughs> Titanic people at that point. But. But so it is it is one of the lowest prices way to travel A and B. Everybody wants to get the hell out of Dodge. You understand that. Right. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I would sell this the, the pop because, okay. in essence, um, uh, you have to look at their bookings. And if you look at their cancellation rate going out three to four months, the cancellation rate is going up like that. When you're in a boat, you don't want the boat to go like that. And when you're selling, you know, uh, uh, right. uh, you know, three, four, five month deals, and those cancellations are going up, that is no bueno, amigo. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you on that part. I, what concerns me, though, and we're going to talk about this in the four o'clock show as well, yeah. is the is the idea of a recession. And clearly, if there is a recession that's taking place, you are not going to have a lot of people. I don't care how cheap it is to be right. on a cruise. You're not going to get people there. I do agree with you. So into the strength. Um, but it's always easy to invest in a travel and leisure stock now because it's summertime. People go on vacation. That's what you're planning on. It just makes sense. And you're trying to get that seasonality. But the asterisk to all this is clearly the depending or looming recession. If we're not already in one, we're likely to be in one in the next quarter and therefore probably not a good time to be buying anything that's discretionary. But speaking yeah. of which, let's talk, let's we're going to talk about this a little bit more, obviously, in four o'clock. But there was a report that came out that has really been swept under the rug because of all the news coming out of here in Washington. But the payday loans are actually at a record high right now. People are getting payday loans. I, that says to me it's a 
signal that people obviously don't have money, but they don't have the credit. They can't even use their cards to go out and get, uh, get gas and food. That is a very troubling uh, metric right there, and I really have to worry about what we're going to see that. But we'll, we'll get into that later on at 4 o'clock. Listen, coming up after the break, we're obviously going to have an update on the markets, but we got to tell you what's coming up next week. And coming out of Washington, a lot of big-time uh, stories that's going to move the needle for you and your investment. So definitely stay with us. Did you know virtually all vessels traveling in the U.S. have to be American-built, owned, and crewed? That's thanks to the Jones Act, which is the bedrock of the American maritime industry. On the American Maritime Podcast, we cover the topics that matter most to the 650,000 men and women of American Maritime, while also being accessible for the average listener to learn about this industry. Every episode features a new guest, including congressional leaders, senior military officials, leading policy analysts, and other experts. Come aboard and listen wherever you get your podcasts or watch on the American Maritime Partnerships YouTube channel. Welcome back to BHS Live. I'm Todd Schoenberger. I am joined by my co-host, Tobin Smith. And Toby, uh, I see I'm looking right now. I see the markets are just going to the moon. The Dow's up over 700 points right now. You got a 5% increase, like you said earlier in the show. This week alone uh, in the S&P 500, that's a big-time number. I think that's a big-time number. I would recommend selling into strength if you haven't already. Um, chances of it carrying over is probably slim to none. But what are your thoughts? Well, remember now we're at this this you know balancing act here is number one um, bear markets that are are preceding recessions. And yeah. by the way, I, you know if you've watched the show, the, the data we have is that not only did we have a negative GDP print in the first quarter, but next week on the 27th when the Atlanta Fed puts in the negative numbers from the last three weeks, they're going to show we're also in a recession. It is not a deep recession. Obviously, with 11 million jobs and 5 million people you know, looking for them, we're not going to fall off a cliff. But the, the recession is at the margin. And I like to make sure people understand that um, behavioral economics and macroeconomics can sort of boil down to what are you going to do at the margin? The margin is are you going to add more or are you going to not do more? And for many households, it's I'm not doing more, number one. Your, your data about the payday loans is it, it, prima facie, number one, uh, because it's going on with the same thing with credit card uh, uh, balances. Yeah. Um, people at the margin are not buying the discretionary. We saw that from Walmart and Target and everything else. But number yeah. two, um, this idea that the home balance sheets are in fantastic shape oh. is talking about people in the top 30%. They're not talking about the, the you know paycheck-to-paycheck paycheck world. Yep. And in the paycheck-to-paycheck paycheck world, um, uh, you know, the biggest credit card uh, uh, bill they're getting right now is gasoline. If you have to drive to your job, um, you're taking about, if, if you drive 30 minutes, you're taking about 80 bucks out a week in just gas bills. Yeah. So at yep. the margin, the American yeah. consumer is spending less. And we just got productivity numbers in manufacturing from the Philly Fed right. last week. Manufacturing is down 8%. Yeah. Every, I have a list here, Todd. I'll show you one day. Oh, boy, another like prop. 40, here we go. 40 different ways that the economy <laughs> is slowing down. Yes. And all I care about, though, is has the market priced that all in? Because that's the bull bear debate no, here. Is it, it has it. All bad news is everybody knows the bad news. The question <laughs> is how bad. 
And if anybody right. doesn't know the bad news, then then they've been living with you and your hyper positivism <laughs> thing. Well, listen, you know, we had the the University of Michigan uh, Consumer Sentiment Survey came out at 50. That is not good. It's actually an awful number. So when you start looking at numbers like that and you have to wonder, uh, you know, the consumer is feeling uh, the heat, like you well, mentioned. I mean, of that's a bad. How and that's going to not be. Right, right, How could but they not be right. No, I know, right. I got that, I got that. But going forward, though, now you have even higher interest rates that are out there. Credit card balances are going to just—they're going to balloon quickly. And as yep. quickly as this economy turned on a dime, that's how quickly people's finances are turning. And I have—I'm very nervous about the second half of this year. The only thing that really that is of any hope is that it's a midterm election year. Maybe Washington would come up with some stimulus, but there's not an appetite for that right now, as you know. No. That's the only thing I could come up with because I can't see these interest rates. The, the moves are not being that impactful. It's like turning a cruise ship around, going back to the cruise ship. You can't turn yeah. it around on a dime. It takes time, and I don't think Americans have the patience for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, J.P. Morgan came out today, Mono uh, Gronovic, I'm sorry, and he, uh, he's he been wrong. Uh, he was right during the entire bull market, and he's yeah. been wrong during the entire bear market. Yeah. And his, his point, as J.P. Morgan says, is that there's A, no recession, B, yeah. we're going to be back at 4,800 by the end of this year. I heard that. I too. would like to get. I would like to get some of that crack, <laughs> uh, for, you know, because, yeah. who can say no to good crack? Um, right. I, I don't know. I don't know what world he's living in, but it's yeah. not the world that that I see from the 37 data feeds we get in on right. the real time economy. Right, right. Okay, well, listen, let's let's switch subjects real quick because yeah. uh, for the time that we have left, uh, next week, a crucial week, we have we have uh, the durable goods numbers coming out on Monday. That's a real good proxy on what we can see for housing mm -hmm. and real estate. But you also have the Case-Shiller Home Price Index is coming out on Tuesday. Wednesday, GDP number, That's got, all eyes are going to be on that GDP, including the Fed's eyes, because they want to know, hey, are we going into that recession territory? If we are, that's going to be impactful, obviously, for the markets and for what we can expect. Now, we'll next week, real, real quick, though, next yeah. week, and for viewers to know this, the 1st of July is a Friday. It is the first Friday. However, uh, they are the government is not releasing the jobs numbers for June that day. They are going to wait one more week. I don't know if you take that any way you want, but it is what it is. Well, I, I, I would just encourage people, There's in economics, there's leading indicators and there's lagging indicators. Correct. Employment is a lagging indicator. It House, is. Housing starts is a forward indicator. And what we've seen in the last week is that housing starts have dropped almost 36 percent. I wow. mean, it's unprecedented. And the reason yeah. is because traffic going to look at a new home is down about 30 percent because it is you have to put down four times as much in cash today than you had to a year ago. Right. You're going to have interest rate for your mortgage at 6%, which was right. two and a quarter. So they have knocked out, uh, according to the National Real Estate Association, they've knocked out about 25, 26% of potential buyers, Gen, Gen Z and boomers, excuse me, and yeah. millennials, who want to buy a home, but they don't yeah. have the cash and they right. don't have the income to qualify for those. And, and the scariest part is, the biggest growth in mortgages right now is in variable rate mortgages. And let me tell you, as yep. someone who had a 3% variable mortgage in 2007 and had a 9% a, a mortgage in 2009 when the financial crisis went to hell right. in the basket, right. um, these people, uh, uh, if they get laid off, that house is gone. 
Um, right. The bid right now in the hottest part of the world, Phoenix, Arizona, the, we've gone from 20 bids per house to essentially 0.5 bids per house available now, meaning that they're not even getting a full bid. Th that, those prices are coming down. And unfortunately, if you bought a home in the last six to 12 months, and remember, <laughs> a commercial you know, home top. mortgages are not transferable. If you bought a, a building, a commercial mortgage, you yeah. can transfer that low end, but the housing, you can't. So that's the next chip to fall. And yep. remember, we've had $12 trillion worth of wealth wiped out if you take out uh, uh, take home equity right. that's wiped out. That reverse wealth effect gets people saying, eh, yeah, maybe I'm not going to buy that new car. I'm not going to qualify for that house. I'm not going to take that $10,000 right. vacation, yada, yada, yada. So that's where we're at, at the margin. The yes. people, people who have $100 million, you know, have a million dollars in their checking oh, yeah. account in their book. Things are great. Who cares? But for Things the real, you know, for the real world, the real economy, we still have more pain to go. Yeah, that's great stuff, Toby. I got to tell you, very insightful. It's great. Now, listen, coming up at 4 o'clock, we want all the viewers to stick with us because we have a, a, a tremendous show coming up. We obviously have us. Uh, we have Veronica Dudo is going to be hosting. I got Fernando Val from Bloomberg is going to be joining us. He's going to be talking about these oil prices. Justin Wine and Nicole Middendorf are going to be joining us. Two experts, subject matter experts when it comes to Wall Street and money. We hope you do join us. Thank you for joining us today, though, on BHS Live. We hope to see you at 4 o'clock today. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.